0: here we go welcome back to boys lunch two catholic teachers discussing life i am joey and i am paul we are two teachers talking about life i'm joey <laughs> <laughs> it's good to be back it is october
1: 7th yes once again i want to shout out to scott vogel for his shout out
0: keep it up scott you're doing great work yeah, it was a. Uh, we really wanted to get a podcast in this week because he promoted it again. <laughs> yeah. It was kind of a busy week. It is Friday. Normally we don't record on Fridays, but we're like, we should probably do it since he gave us an nice shout out. So thank you, Scott, for that. It's for retreat sure. week for you. You had a retreat yesterday. Another one, yeah. So, uh, freshman retreat was yesterday. It was fun. I have not got to meet a lot of them yet. So it was kind of cool. They did a really good job. I was really impressed with their class. Uh, we had a good time. The day went by fast, which is normally a good sign. Mm. But. Yeah, really uh, funny personalities, but not like too funny. Like in a way where they were like messing yeah. around. Uh, my legs are very sore. Uh, I sprinted twice yesterday. Wow! So I gotta put in the notes for next year. Don't try to show off during <laughs> free time because that's two years in a row that I like pretty much pulled a hamstring. Did you take him into the field and do the? We didn't do a race. We okay. were just we brought some balls and okay. Like, so at least was was, we that. were running routes. So okay. I, I was receiver on one. And I juked the guy, but I also had my my boots on, so I slipped. Right, right, the boots. The boots and then uh, I played DB like, well, I guess I did like probably three times tracking kids. Was it last year that you went into a dead sprint with kids? Yeah, and then pretty much like felt my legs tightening up and just like collapsed. I went down. It's a great video of that. I was winning for a little bit. I had a good start. <laughs> I also might have been the person that said go. <laughs> <laughs> we had a good time though. I, I was really happy. The. The leaders did a really good job. We had some juniors and seniors that came, and I'm just very proud of them and what they were able to do, just as examples. And in the small group, so that was kind of cool. Yeah, thank you, seniors and juniors. It's thank good you. to have that again. Like we just haven't had too many opportunities to be able to give people a chance to go out there and and to lead, and kind of excited for next year for more opportunities for that. Yeah, I was talking to the uh, rest of the year
1: too, um, Aiden, a little bit about the senior retreat. In the years past, it's been student led, and this is a class that I feel like you know can. I don't know, take that upon themselves and actually like be more involved in the senior retreat. Yeah. So I'm excited. Uh,
0: homecoming aftermath to just kind of like a daze this week, getting back into real life. Uh, I thought the week went pretty well. I don't know about you. Yeah. I think homecoming week. It was a nice, like healthier competition. I feel like than it has been in the past.
1: Yeah. I don't think it was quite nearly as divisive.
0: Could it be because you weren't there? I don't know. Yeah. But um, I will but say. But I feel like people won different things, which is exciting. Yeah. There's different times of the week where people, We're on top they're feeling good they're able to win something yeah the freshmen had a great showing sophomores ended up winning i led the seniors to
1: a second place finish two years in a row um might have that responsibility taken away from me soon (laughs) Uh, Uh, but everybody had a good time and it was fun
0: to see the seniors kind of come roaring back and uh, it really came down to the last event yeah it was cool to just see people have like yeah all of them had hope i think last week we said yeah it was pretty much done for the seniors but they made a good push and i think people had a good time so yeah uh made it out to the homecoming football game uh cisco and i only last like a quarter and a half but it was packed and um shout out to daniel mckellen his fiance for not saving our seats <laughs> cisco and i went to go get popcorn and i uh, came back well they'd saved it but yeah two like large people sat in front of us like large isn't tall like we could not yeah. see past them <laughs> so <laughs> when we came back they were in, like this little bucket seat things so. Oh jeez. Yeah. Cisco could not see a thing, <laughs> but I saw a lot of former students. That's great. Do you have any shout out? Have you seen anyone with them last week or are they talked to anyone that you want to shout out at the beginning? I'm trying to think, uh, I have a list of names. Yeah. But let's watch you go ahead. I'll see if I can think of. So I got to see a lot of people at that game. I didn't get to talk to them, many of them just because kid and stuff like that. Uh, but Max Mays and Declan Rhodes. Oh, awesome. A good callback. Uh, John Hayes from my first year, Colin's older brother. I'm sure he's listening. <laughs> so, uh Natalie Knight and Hannah Kaunick, I saw. I uh, was not expecting. Normally you don't get people from like four-ish years ago. Yeah. Obviously, saw a lot of people. We saw um Madeline Snurley and oh, Sammy yeah. Shanks at the Powderpuff game. That's good to see him. Um, but a lot of people from last year were obviously at the game. Saw Kate Morris, Dom, Matthewson, Isaac mm-hmm. Whitaker, Max Wagner, Max Hornsby. Uh c philly cole phillips oh so that was great to see him uh ava savori uh bella metzdorf just saw like a lot of people didn't give really a stop and like talk to everyone but, yeah uh, yeah it was like wow that's awesome calm yeah. down people also want to shout, shout
1: out just a couple seniors that have been emailing um or it's not senior people who have graduated tyler sears reached out which was great to hear from Sears-y. Um, uh hornsby i've heard from um ian ian and trying to think well someone else reached out recently but it's just been great I, I don't know this has been a year where it does feel like a little bit of a return to normalcy we're mm-hmm. seeing a lot of students come back for the homecoming event yeah like we actually
0: have a football game they can go right exactly so and of nice
1: yeah just it seems like they're keeping in touch and it's good to kind of get that community feel back so yeah it was a it was a fun week i think everybody yeah. enjoyed it it wasn't nearly as exhausting as years prior where you're trying to manage I mean, i'm still
0: exhausted <laughs> <laughs> you weren't even- i wasn't even an advisor am uh, just tired all the time uh raider <laughs> farm is lit <laughs> What else has been going on? Anything else to share?
1: No, just uh, Zaley's last soccer game this Saturday. So. Oh, yeah. Cisco
0: scored last week.
1: Get out of here. I
0: mean, we had a tie, but
1: it's pretty good. Yeah. yeah, we tied last week as well. Own goal.
0: Ooh. Yeah. It's sloppy. Sloppy
1: out there. I will say that uh, uh, Zaley typically loves defense. Um, I'm pretty sure it's because it's furthest from the ball at kickoff. <laughs> that That's why she prefers it. Yeah, uh, It's just fun to see. Um, us try to encourage her to get more in there and stuck in there and i don't know getting in people's way she is just i don't know how you coach like hey if contact is okay yeah that's but i'm not gonna yell at she lives. doesn't like to get in people's way yeah it's but more, she's the defender right that's her job that's her job <laughs> which uh we charitably tried to tell her like it's okay to get in people's way yeah um she's more of a like if the ball gets kicked out to me like i'll, I'll give it a good boot but
0: it's is- some kids are just like that on every team you had like the one or two that just always want to play defense in their back there yeah they just like have that that mindset like nothing's getting by me
1: <laughs> yes that is not her mindset <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i'm uh I will say uh, it's
0: been a lot of fun watching her uh, it's always different than the boys Cisco got like punched in the gut at practice because oh, they are not afraid to get in there and get the ball
1: I will say what was a lot of fun this week uh, was her last practice, and I don't know if you remember this when you played PCSL in your glory days. Though you were a football player, um, you were cooler than I was. Uh, the Darla. parents would get to kind of scrimmage with the kids at the oh, last practice. Yeah, I totally forgot about that. I took Sienna to the park, and as I'm coming back, I'm just <laughs> there's just some parents out there just like hustling around the field and it's just like they're getting swarmed by us like, oh i forgot about this did you, did you so hop i in? i did hop in it was a lot of fun did you have your um, cleats in the trunk no didn't have a <laughs> didn't have a cleats in the trunk That's it's cool. one of those things where um there were some parents that were trying really hard yeah and i just if the I, ball came
0: near you you probably yes, messed around with it right i passed um, it to someone
1: yeah when moving around a kid and then pass it away yeah but there's like you've got one you've got like dad's 40 50 year old man like ball? making runs just <laughs> like calling for it um but i'm just definitely afraid of being injured like or injuring someone I'm or injuring someone else right yeah. i'm like i'm six five i'm not gonna throw a you know a foot yeah. in a tackle on a like a six-year-old girl <laughs> snap her leg or my greater fear and you can uh, uh, mrs larson can uh, attest to this you know you're out there scrimmaging with your kids next thing you know you tear an acl i can't believe
0: that happened to her that's <laughs> so know. great so uh or you're at the freshman retreat and you're like hey let's run some routes (laughs) these hammies can hang they cannot they could not (laughs) hey nice anything else going on i
1: don't just
0: hey uh for some of my classes that just found out that we did this because i don't tell people i've written it on some boards around the school but i have not told my own students that some of them just found out today that we did this so if you're listening today welcome oh
1: nice
0: you talked about it you promoted us that is i don't know how it just came yeah i came up and nice you know, the little like, subscribe, comment below, Patreon five deal, you review. know, five star review. Uh, hey, Spotify is finally showing how many reviews we have. Oh nice. Like Apple always did. We yeah. have twenty five star reviews on Spotify. Well oh, that's great. Yeah. Was not Josh Vogel one. I don't know if it, it didn't show like it's oh, just okay. like at the top of the podcast itself. It oh, that's says nice. like maybe it's because we didn't have enough, but once you break like a Maybe, spotlight. yeah. Yeah. So there we go. Look at us. Yeah. yeah. I don't check Apple, so I don't know how we're doing on there, but I'm sure it's
1: phenomenal.
0: electric. We ready? We're ready. We want to start this? Let's do it. You, you ready? I'm ready. Today, I think we have a pretty, I think it's a pretty cool topic. Just, I think we're just going to make it, not make it up as we go. I think we have a good idea and let's see where it goes. We set the bar real high. This is going to be cool. I think when we both like kind of talked about the idea, like, oh yeah, yeah, that, that makes, makes sense. sense. This could actually be cool. So I'm excited to see where it's going, but... There's a topic I want to get to next week. And I think you mentioned and set it up that this sets it up nicely for yeah, it. we're excited for it. Um, so tune in for next week. It's a juicy topic. Anyway, uh, today's going to be the genius of St. Benedict. And uh, there goes our numbers climbing. Beep, 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 The genius of St. Benedict. Now, bear with me because there's some cool stuff here that I think is really applicable to people's lives today. St. Benedict. I'm going to give a uh, one-minute History of 500 years to get us to the context of St. Benedict. Because I don't know about you, but sometimes I'll hear stories about saints like, oh, it's the same today. This is what they did. in 700 with no context. of be like, well, I don't care because I had known nothing about that or anything that was going on at that time. Do you feel that? Absolutely. Is that relatable? For sure. St. Benedict is uh, 500s. So if, if Jesus dies in 33 AD, his apostles are kind of spreading the Christian faith within that first century, the first 100 years. They get martyred. Um, Christianity, for the first like 200, 300 years, is more of a minority group. They, they, they have these communities around the Roman Empire, so around the Mediterranean Sea, north in, in Africa, um, kind of the modern day Middle East, and, and in Europe. So by the three hundreds, you've had periods where emperors have persecuted them, killed them, uh, but it's growing. And once Constantine becomes emperor of Rome, so this is still the Roman Empire, he legalizes Christianity. Edith to Milan, 313, and Christianity takes off. It becomes a lived-out religion and also a cultural religion. Mm-hmm. So from like 313 to like 450, that is a very prime time of theology. Once it's finally legalized, people can meet together. You have councils. That's where we develop our creed. You have some of our brightest theologians, uh, Augustine, Ambrose, Basil, all these people that come. Scriptures are finalized. Time. Scriptures are finalized. But starting at the end of the 300s you have the beginning of the fall of Rome for a hundred year span you have about 70 different ethnic barbarian tribes that come into Rome into its infrastructure and change it along with a a bunch of other problems so by the end of the 400s you have the fall of the Roman Empire and that's the beginning of the Middle Ages and that's where Benedict comes in so Christianity has been persecuted it's been legalized it's thrived and now it's kind of faced with this big problem of everything's been taken away and think life as we know it civilization has been changed drastically yeah Is that a decent setup? Hopefully that was like a minute. That's where Benedict comes in. And Benedict has this idea to withdraw from the Roman city that he was in. Uh, He just didn't like the decadent lifestyle, the luxury, kind of the, some of the hedonism, some of the sin and everything attached to worldly things. So he goes to a cave. He flees to a cave and wants to live kind of an intense life of prayer and fasting. But he's approached by other people who want to do this with him. The idea of like religious orders wasn't really a thing. But they were like, hey, we want to learn from you. And so he's like, fine. And he comes up with what's called the rule, which both of us are holding right now, the rule of St. Benedict. And it, it is a small kind of guidebook of how they are going to live together as a community to how are we going to seek God and fight the devil as a family. So it kind of this brotherhood and then his sister starts a similar order for women, but it's how can we come together as human beings and be on a journey together? And there's different principles that they live by are the principles that I want to talk about. The genius of why this worked and why it still works and why it can work, not just for monks, not just for religious men and women, but for families, for single people, et cetera. I love that setup. So some of the most distinguishing things about the rule. I think the first thing that I've learned from St. Benedict is humility. Yeah. And I think that is something that any, any vocation as a human being, you learn every single day is humility is that I don't have everything figured out and there are smarter people than me. There are people that I can learn from and more importantly, My plans for the day are not probably the best plans for the day. Yeah. Once you have that proper understanding that God is God and I am not, and that I have something else and a greater adventure I can seek, then everything starts to fall in line.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely a disposition of acceptance, of um, not trying to will the day, force my idea of what it should be on it, but kind of this presence of living in the moment and receiving the world as it comes to me. And with the understanding and the the humility that God has a plan for this in my day, we talk about this all the time, how, you know, I've got a certain idea of how the class is going to go, and then a question gets asked, and it's a very important question. It leads to a phenomenal discussion, and that was far greater than anything that I had planned for the mm-hmm. day. And uh, you know, firmly believe that you know, as this, this spirit is active and these kids' hearts are moved, like it's something that we have to react to. And if it's just like, no, we're not talking about that today, um, you know, it's it's an ineffective way of teaching. But also, it's how people who aren't in a teaching profession should approach the day as well with this kind of yeah, this idea that like, what God presents before me, may it be His will.
0: I mean, it's, it's every, every first step of sin. Like pride is the root of all sins. For when sure. I feel like I know better than what God has for me, mm-hmm. it's normally when I start to choose things that probably aren't good for me. Yeah. And I think humility, when he gets that down and every Christian, uh, just a test really quick. What does he say? The first step of humility is. Oh, I
1: have it circled. It is a fear of God always before his eyes.
0: Is it really? That's something else. The first step. Oh, him, no, no, no. Okay. <laughs> There's a chapter on humility. Um, Chapter seven, where he goes through twelve steps of, of humility. So that's what you were saying. So you asked for the first step, and the then twelve yeah, steps. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I said, but if you look at the first line of that chapter of ah! obedience, it says the first step of humility. Humility is unhesitating obedience. Gotcha. Which comes naturally to those who cherish Christ above all. Yeah. Within their order, it was obedience to the abbot, the person who was running it, mm-hmm. who was trying to act as Christ here to them. But I think for all of us, it's it's obedience to the Father, right? right the first act of humility is that i'm going to be obedient to someone's ideas that are not mine exactly. someone's I- intentions for me their values and, and that's once i am able to cherish christ above all and i'm obedient to that that's where my humility comes in right and it, I, obedience is tough yeah and i think um humility is, is so apparent in our vocations and in just in life like you're going through college and you're trying to figure out your life and you try to put everything and your pressure all on yourself like you're going to crumble Uh, There's a line in the the beginning of Searching for and Maintaining Peace by Father Jacques Philippe, Mm -hmm. where he quotes um, from the Gospel of John, uh, when Jesus says, apart from me, you can do nothing. Not that you can do very little, but he says, literally, you can do nothing apart from me. It's that recognition. And I mean, how many times have I had that within my marriage, (laughs) within my relationship, within my parenting, where like, I'm trying to do this on my terms and just with my powers, immediately humbled in that situation I cannot do this i do not have it all figured out i don't have it all together i need help from the people around me and more importantly i need that spiritual help yeah it's beautiful um so humility uh is a big part that's where a lot of his spiritual encouragement at the end of the rule is that we are seeking humility and obedience within our order and that's how we are going to thrive another theme he has a line in there it says idleness is the enemy of the soul how would you i don't know how would you describe idleness when i think of the dangers of idleness it's
1: when I've got seemingly nothing better to do. Um, and so then I choose to do what I think um, is the easy thing and the, the satisfying thing in the moment. Um, for example, like there's clear, there's always something to be done around the house. There's always something to be done. Um, but it's, I sit down and I just, I scroll on my phone or whatever, mm-hmm. even though there is work to be done or, or things that could be done for school. And so when I think of idleness, I think of, it's not, that you need to be keeping busy all the
0: time but it's just intentional right. with how you use your time that was the word I was yeah it's it's being intentional it's not busy work it's right. you're being intentional with what you're doing with your life mm-hmm. and you your understanding of the choices you're making because when you're idle that's when you're a lot more uh you, you give into temptation right. because it, yeah you don't you're not on you're not understanding what is my mission what should I be doing and sometimes your mission is just to relax yeah. but it's being intentional with your time and, and that's I think such a beautiful line to the spiritual life and that's how he kind of sets up his order we're not just going to stay idle as brothers. We're going to his, his, the motto is ora et labora, pray and work. We're going to have routine and stability within our life. And how, how much, I mean, as human beings, if we, if we study like what helps us, how many self-help people come out and say routine is stability mm-hmm. is important. But their idea was to kind of, um, as I'm lifting my hands up and down, <laughs> yeah. this balance of life where, I'm going to go out and do my job. Maybe it is a physical task. Maybe it's a mental task. Maybe it's a leisurely task, whatever I'm supposed to be doing. And then I'm going to come back and gather with my community. I'm going to pray. And then I'm going to pray on my own. There's going to be communal prayer. There's going to be um, personal prayer. There's also going to be intentionality in what I do. My day is ordered. It's consistent. It's routine. Because one of the the vows they take is stability. We're going to be self-sufficient and stable. We're going to do that through prayer and work. And I think
1: having that intentionality with your day and with your life, it's, it's an awareness of the balance that is necessary. You see that lived through a school as well. We're not here just for the sake of um to, com- to complete the exams get the grades and pass right there's a the point of this school in the formation of the person as a whole every action is intentional and I think we missed that but mm-hmm. right? I think that the school by its design and what it hopes to do with the students and for form- forming them as the entire person right a school that works well is intentional about why they have students do what they do and for a greater purpose than just let's get them the degree and get them on but the idea that there's a, a great uh that we hope that they continue the work that the school is doing for them mm-hmm. out into the world particularly when it's a Christian Catholic school that's got you know the spreading of the gospel and the like is is a reality that is
0: and they're setting the example of what that routine should look like I'm filled up within my prayer I do my morning prayer and I go to mass mm-hmm. and then I'm able to go out and do my work my task for the day yeah. and then I'm able but I need to keep returning I come back for prayer it's like the liturgy hours I'll come back at midday and they'll pray together so that they can assess how their morning has been and look forward to what our afternoon has. It's that kind of constantly call being called back to, to Christ, but then taking Christ into everything I do mm-hmm. to pray at all times is what they're doing. Yeah. So I think that idea of um fighting idleness with good routine, with meaningful and intentional actions, even if it is leisure. We have a whole episode on that. You can listen to that. Mm-hmm. But that's a beauty and a genius, I think, of Benedict. Um The last one i want to hit on specifically is hospitality welcoming the stranger the neighbor the friend as christ himself if christ was visiting how would you treat them this idea of welcoming people into your life into your family into your home um, to be open to be vulnerable and to treat them with dignity and to treat them as they actually are christ like it means something to 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 want to do something for another person to make a delicious meal for them to invite them over and, and play a game and have a good time with them um but I was just kind of looking at these things. Did you have something to add for hospitality?
1: I think hospitality is, I mean,
0: Christian charity
1: lived out, right? It's um, making people feel loved, welcomed, um, and when you're wanting to communicate an idea, or to communicate a movement, or to, or to draw people to Christ, I mean, hospitality is that avenue in which that is that is that is brought about. Um, I think people in my life who have, who have impacted me and have really conveyed a message that's they've shown um, me what I can be who I am, they've they've treated me in, in such a way where it's like you genuinely care, right? Mm-hmm. This isn't something that you're doing because you have to, but because you want to. And there's a yeah, there's a we're bringing, we're showing people their their humanity and their worth, mm-hmm. right? And, and the dignity that is conveyed within just opening up your house to another individual, or to a family is a way that not only does it lift us up and binds us and brings us closer, um, but also is is a great way to just like live out Christian charity and, and to, to, to
0: stoke the flame for that desire for more
1: <laughs> of that same thing. But-
0: that's how evangel- evangelization is done nowadays right. too. It's like, it is about relationships. I mean, that's how I, I mean, I, I believe things, but I think what pushed me beyond that was um, like seeing the change in my brothers when they experienced Christ for the first time mm-hmm. going to tech and having people actually care about me and invite me in like that was attractive. And, and we're just like, even going on like families and people that uh, like eric gallagher up in south dakota who took me in and i lived with his family and witnessed that like it was those things when people invite you into their lives that is so important and that's like in our culture where we are becoming separated isolated connected online like to connect in person and to have those experiences matters um so i think that's the genius of benedict when we look at these things we mentioned of humility uh recognize like having obedience and and recognizing that apart from Christ, I can do nothing. And having that humility to say, like, I need help. I need to listen to something more than myself. To uh, avoiding idleness through prayer and work, having that balance and stability within my life, and then through hospitality, welcoming people. Um, Obviously, there's so much more to Benedict, but those are the three things that I thought of right away. Mm -hmm. And, And what that was able to do was rebuild civilization. So at the beginning, I said that he came at a time when pretty much Western culture was torn apart and what rebuilt Europe those first three centuries were the Benedictines they basically made these self-sufficient towns that were schools of agriculture of education of reading and writing and of spirituality and they would send these Benedictines town by town and, and have people live under the rule for 10 20 years and find this stable lifestyle where they could actually provide for themselves and but also like get that spiritual message for their soul and little by little they rebuild Europe and that's what Joseph Ratzinger who took the name pope benedict that's why he picked benedict he he saw our civilization nowadays that we need to rebuild this and i think on a grand scale we do that but how how much does this apply to our lives now when you hear those things like as i am a father a husband a teacher son whatever like my role right now is to realize that i can't do this on my own my role right now is to have order and balance and have it all stem from prayer in my life my role right now is to uh, be there for people and invite people into my life and treat them as Christ. Yeah, beautiful. Like that's going to, re- that's going to rebuild the culture of my home, uh, the culture of my family, my friend group, my parish, my school, my classroom. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. I think Benedict and his rule certainly speak to, um, I don't know, something that is, can be missing. And I think we feel that. I think we feel people feel isolated. People feel alone. People feel that even in their own families, right. That there is something missing. And I think, working together as a family having a plan having um being intentional with the time spent together and how we operate as as a unit Mm -hmm. um, as a family unit as a school is important and to reevaluate that Mm -hmm. to see where we're falling short what could be done better i think that's an important thing and i i don't think we spend enough time in reflection because especially like within the families is busy our kids are young but we're still busy when you've got two three four more kids involved in sports and activities like to find the time to just rest together, to be with t- intentional with time, or to even like set a, set apart time to discuss where we're at as a family is just so hard to find, but it's very important because I think you can drift with years gone by with, with missing significant yeah. pieces of what could um, uh, really help individuals.
0: I just love that. And that is, isn't that the success story of every Christian? Let's seek God together. Yeah. Like you look at these clusters of saints, You look at these like powerhouse religious orders and just like schools that are living out their missions families that are living out missions they have that in gold what we're trying to do right now is seek god together we're going to hold each other accountable we're going to be obedient to just decisions and just rules and just leaders like we're going to listen to what god wants but also like we're going to listen to our parents in a way that um, because we know that they have our best interests in mind if the school is trying to implement its mission and i understand that's mission like I'm going to try to be obedient if it is following the mission and following what christ would want for them yeah. you know, to thrive so i don't know i think that's just that's where success comes from realizing you can't do it by yourself humility is that step to spirituality through obedience seeking god fighting the devil as a family yeah get out of here satan you can't do it on your own though it's true that's why we that's why we have these these groups that's why we are social that's why we have communities yeah and every fundamental change
1: in my life for the better has come through others right christ but also christ working in others mm-hmm. i mean it's it's not like i've ever like just sat down for an hour and then just like yep fixed my life <laughs> <laughs> right yeah i will not the person i was is not who i am now no it's it's been transformed by those around me and, and having a receptivity and humility to listen yeah. and to take and to receive because ultimately right again none of this comes without christ yeah, and being invited that's so important
0: uh, so I think next week we're going to try to talk about like specifically like the culture of Central Catholic, like yeah. something that we are very invested in and involved in, and something that we see so much good in, but also like rooms for growth, and rooms, room for growth and opportunity. Yeah. Um, how can we take that like seed and genius of Benedict? How can we take the the wisdom of the saints and in, in just the direction of our society and culture, and like seek God together as a family? Yeah, I'm excited for that one. Beep, beep,
1: beep, beep, beep. Any shout outs? I I want to shout out.
0: Um, Addy
1: and Jarrett with two T's. You you are currently in a car right now driving to the Central Catholic football game against IVC. There's someone else in the car, but I cannot remember his name. Did they say they are going to listen to it? Well, no, I think um, Aiden is the third one. I was like, Aiden, are you going to make them listen to this? But the three of them are traveling up to Central's uh, football game and hopeful victory against IVC. The Grey Ghosts. Let's
0: send those Grey Ghosts back to the cemetery, right? (laughs) No is that what they're saying yeah yeah i think so nice okay yeah shout out to uh some the people that have been helping get things done around the school here yeah. shout out to um my wife just for keeping us all together at home gotta have you. those rocks in our lives god bless shout you. out to god for being god <laughs> for the kingdom for the kingdom